0: The people of the United States to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, reestablish the meaning of the Constitution. Hello, friends, and welcome to We the People Show. This is your host, Tiger, and first of all, disregard the noise in the background. I am back home with my folks for the holidays first of all for fathers day and the next holiday 4th of july so anyway um today we are we will be discussing the 2024 election and basically the current trends of it yeah yeah i i know what you are thinking but it's too early to talk about 2024 we need to get to Get through the 2022 congressional midterm elections first. That is true, but keep in mind that time flies. Because four years ago, when President Trump was in office, people were like, oh, this is going to be a long four years. But guess what? Four years passed by pretty quick. We went through the 2018 midterms and then the recent 2020 election. So this will be a repeat in uh in future years except it's the other way around the other party in charge in the white house which which is for president biden and the democrats so regarding 2024 itself uh we will look over who will each party nominate first of all the democrats the party in charge let's break it down from the challenger to incumbent in the Democratic Party. First of all, potential challengers besides the incumbent, President Biden. Uh, I have listed potentially Andrew Yang and Congresswoman AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So first of all, Andrew Yang, it's pretty slim that he is going to run unless he wins Uh, another election in or yes another election for public office that is and right now things are not looking for or things are not looking good that is for Mr. Yang because Mr. Yang Andrew Yang lost a mayoral election or the primary that is and right now it looks to be Eric Adams or uh Miss Garcia, I believe I'm not too informed on the New York City mayor uh, election. I know the Republicans nominated this Curtis gentleman, the gen this gentleman by the by the name of Curtis, I believe. Correct me, I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. So, the Democrats are yet to nominate someone, and my guess is Eric Adams, the guy who is leading the polls in the Democrat primary. So anyway, for 2024, it looks like it's it's very slim that Andrew Yang is going to run since he lost a bid for New York City mayor. But that can change in the future if he runs and wins another election for public office in the future. Let's say uh, a governorship or a freaking Congress, that is. I would say he's still setting his... uh, his vision too high, his expectations. He shouldn't have done it in 2020 when he directly ran for president. I would recommend that it is, it will be recommend that he, uh, runs for public office first. It's not, it's a, he, he actually did great in the beginning for the Democrat primary for New York city mayor, but a series of events led to his downfall in which, uh, that also led to Eric Adams' rise in the Democrat nomination for um New York City mayor. I have yet to check updates for that whether Eric Adams is currently the Democrat nominee for New York City Mayor. And uh regardless, New York City mayorship will still be blue. It's it's very it's a very hebr- heavily liberal city, so It would be a miracle if New York City elected a Republican this November. But mark my words, New York City mayorship, it will likely be Democrat this November. Because it already is a pretty blue area. So anyway, for 2024, Andrew Yang, Slim Chance, and another person who who uh, it's it's very unlikely to run again would be bernie sanders he even said it himself that there's a slim chance that he will run and and uh, another candidate potential candidate if joe biden president biden doesn't run would be um, congresswoman cortez alexandria ocasio-cortez Now, she happened to qualify by 2024, age-wise, above the age of 35 years old for president. And in her case, she will turn 35 by the time of the election, November 2024, but probably won't run. And if she does run, uh, she's not going to make the nomination because so far... um, Okay, first of all, because so far the Democrat party itself, its already establishment m- dominated by establishment figures, it seems as uh the progressive movement, the left-wing populism in other words, isn't as well received or or welcomed within the de- the Democratic party. Heck, get this y'all, even liberals very liberal people doesn't like progressives within the party within the within the democrats now that's why you see politicians like uh Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema now although they are moderate democrats but still it goes to show that uh the establishment is the power of the establishment seems to be more stronger for democrats than in republicans Now, there is establishment Republicans versus uh, right-wing populists, like the Trumpist people. Now, anyway, for the Democrats, it's more establishment. Well, for Republicans, it's emerging as populists. Now, we will get to the Republicans in just one moment. Uh, So, anyway, um, AOC, if she runs, she's likely not going to win the nomination because the large majority... Of uh, the Democrats, voters are establishment, meaning they don't like the progressive mess the progressive message as well. So AOC is better off running for the Senate, or another public office before trying to, before attempting to run for the presidency in the future, not in twenty twenty four, but probably in future presidential election years after twenty twenty four. So AOC is likely not going to make it. Now Vice President Harris, on the other hand, she is more. She is currently actually the most likely person to run if President Biden doesn't run in twenty twenty four. Now whether or not she will win, it depends. Win the general election. That is, it would. It depends on who the Republicans nominate. If the Republicans nominate someone like. Um, I'll say Nikki Haley or Tim Scott. I got a feeling she will. President Harris would have a chance there. Now, if the Republicans nominate a stronger person than Nikki Haley or Tim Scott, for example, Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump, I don't believe Harris is going to win, especially if she's running against Trump in 2024. Now, if she's running against Ron DeSantis it depends on both 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 candidates' uh, personalities, past records, uh rhetoric, messaging, blah blah blah. A lot of factors can play into that. So Vice President Harris is the mo- most likely choice if President Biden doesn't run. Now, if President Biden does run, oho, it's going to be a kind of a concern issue. Concern for people of all sides, Democrats and Republicans alike. Concern for President Biden's age. Because, see, President Biden, when he won the election last year, he was 78. He just turned 79. So he will be in his uh, late 80s if he wins another term and and serves for another term. If there's going to be eight years of Biden administration. But who knows? If he doesn't run, there we go. We have Vice President Harris as a potential nominee. If he does run, cool, I guess, for the Democrats. But it's concern, again, for his age. We all worry that. I mean, there have been concerns for all sorts of there have been concerns before this type of age concern before for president's age i think president trump had that concern or people had that concern for him and also before democrats feared president reagan's age in back in the 80s he was 69 years old when first elected in 19 in the 1980 election so age is a concern for the Democrats and Republicans, basically America at that point, if President Biden decides to uh, go for another term in 2024. So now moving on to the opposite party, the opposition party, the Republicans. Now for them, their momentum will skyrocket. It is skyrocketing right now as we speak uh, because uh, you see people already all, being all excited to run for Congress, to uh, run for Senate, and that is shown in polls for the 2022 midterms, congressional elections, and Republicans are known to, are projected already to take back the House and most likely the Senate as well. Because 2022, folks, it will be a red wave here, because the President's Opposition Party, uh. Got motivated from their loss in the presidential election in twenty twenty, uh, to to do better and hopefully win seats in the next election, which is the midterms. Henceforth, the name the term red wave year. The same thing happened in twenty eighteen, but for the other way around when the Democrats uh, were motivated from their loss in twenty sixteen and and you see Democrats gain seats. In the Senate, I believe. And they won the House of Representatives in 2018. And that's the trend of a blue wave year in 2018. And potentially a red wave year in 2022. It's always the president's uh, opposition party gaining seats. While the president's own party losing seats. So... The midterms elections are important because it sets a precedent for the presidential election, the next one. So, t- given that we will see a red wave here in 2022, uh, we will project Republicans to uh, gain momentum in, or in, yeah, in, gain momentum in anticipation of 2024, and who will they? Nominate, if you ask me, for 2024. Now, so far, we have a list of people, but I have personally narrowed it down to four of them. And these four people are from not challenger to incumbent because the Republicans are out of the office. They lost the White House. So these four people are Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, former. More- former Vice President Mike Pence, and former President Donald Trump. Now, let me go through them one by one of their chances of securing the Republican nomination in 2024. First of all, Governor Abbott, my governor or our governor, the show's governor, since, you know, y'all know we're based in Texas. For Governor Abbott, it's a maybe he at least has a better chance than Brian Kemp, Governor Kemp of Georgia. Because uh, Governor Abbott didn't gain, you know, uh, national attention regarding the 2020 election and election integrity and blah, 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 all all those things in the transition from November 7th, 2020 to January 20th, 2021. And I use those period because, first of all, November 7th, that was the day when President Biden had declared victory. And January twenty, of course, obviously, Inauguration Day. So we had those factors to consider what what Governor Abbott, for, in, for this instance, did. At least uh, he didn't rise into national fame uh, negatively amongst republicans regarding election integrity and all he did do a lot of good things for uh regarding that first of all passing signing bills into law i believe that that expanded voting and uh, helped voting and basically um secured our election system so governor abbott it's a maybe and uh he even has, he even said it himself that, as I quote, we shall see until then when asked if he was going to run for president in 2024. So it's a pending kind of thing. And if he does, um, whether or not he will get the nomination, my guess is probably not. Because he is seen as too establishmentarian in the eyes of very Trumpist, populist people. Within the GOP. So that's our projection for Governor Abbott. Now for former Vice President Pence. It's also maybe. That he will run. Now whether if he does. Now if he does run, win Or runs. Would he win the nomination? The question is. Probably not in my eyes. Because he is seen as a bit too to a traitorous, I guess you would say, amongst the eyes of uh, those extreme Trumpian wing of the Republican Party. He probably won't secure the nomination because of January 6th, because of the fact that he won't address voter fraud and all. Now, uh, Mike, Mike Pence has said it himself that day that there's nothing he could do and and he that's why he certified President Biden's victory, which, which kind of disappoints given his he has his authority as president of the Senate and he didn't utilize it, and uh, there was probably a standing. That occurred in which why he didn't. Well, anyway, that's all in the past. We're moving on to the present and the future. With uh, Vice President Harris and President Biden in charge in the White House, like I said, there will be huge uh, momentum within the Republicans, and these Republicans will probably, quote-unquote, cancel out Mike Pence because of January 6th. They will, in their perspective, they will think, oh, Mr. Pence, you, Vice President Pence, you had the chance, and now you blew it, so no, we will not nominate you. That's my thinking of what the most the majority of the Republican Party, the populace, that is would think of potentially nominating Mike Mike Pence, which probably won't happen because of January 6th. Now, regarding the, the issue, as uh, briefly just to address regarding the issue of voter fraud and election integrity, that is all addressed as we speak or finished addressing because all those. Good bills, election integrity bills, are passed, being done. Move on. Our system would be fixed by then, rest assured, America. Now, regarding moving on to the Republican, talking about the Republican uh, primary, who will they nominate? It's basically now uh, a neck-to-neck, a tie, basically, These two men are tied neck-to-neck, basically. It's uh, Governor DeSantis and former President Trump. Now, tied is a bit of an outdated term now to describe the polling because uh, recently uh, President Trump was beaten by Governor DeSantis for the nominations in a series of polls conducted that was uh, published lately. Now this poll I would say wasn't wouldn't accurately describe the overall scenario because the poll was conducted in co- a conference I believe in Colorado and as y'all know Colorado isn't like conservatives in Colorado should not represent the majority of what the country thinks I think there should should have been a poll conducted more to uh, reflect the views of conservatives, conservative voters across the country, not just conservatives in Colorado and Florida and Texas or wherever. So anyway, um, it's going to be a tie, or uh, one person beat the other between Trump and DeSantis. Now, going through them individually, DeSantis, he seems uh, to be favorable amongst members of the populist, part populist wing of the GOP because he seems fit for them in their eyes he seems fit for the movement he is charismatic he has good messaging and good tone to uh to to uh promote the messaging and his policies are effective now policies his policies for the state of Florida is shown because, well, duh, obviously he's the governor there. But it is unclear on what his foreign policy would be, what his trade stance would be. Well, of course, we don't know yet unless he chooses to run. And there's a big chance that he might run. He, Governor DeSantis himself said, we will see what happens in 2024. There's speculation. He's speculating, that is, that he might run in 2024. So, according to the Trumpist populist, Governor DeSantis is fit for the movement and fit for the nomination in twenty twenty four. Now, finally, former President Trump, his messaging is just talk was just toxic in twenty twenty. Just um, just before November, just October, September, just the whole of twenty twenty, since winning renom renomination in July. Slash August in the RNC 2020. His messaging, his rhetoric, just seems toxic. And the Trump campaign was conducting re-election bid just poorly done. That is not just messaging, but communication amongst themselves. So, so therefore, I've been saying it now for my new conclusion: the election was stolen, but not by Joe Biden. But by the Trump campaigns themselves. But still, regardless of what narrative uh, conservative voters say, using the term stolen should stop. Because otherwise, the, the Republicans will likely not win back the White House in 2024. That is kind of troublesome. Troublesome in terms of uh, the messaging. So... Unless the Republicans stop, or the Republicans gotta stop, I'm gonna say it straight up. The Republicans gotta stop using the term "stolen election" or "stolen this, stolen that," blah blah blah. Because if they don't, President Trump himself, in his blog, in the from the desk of Donald Trump, before he shut it down, because there were too few view, too few viewers. And during the block, he keeps saying, stolen election, stolen election. Well, if he keeps using that messaging into his, uh, his, uh, fourth attempt, I believe. Yes, fourth attempt. He ran for, pre- President Trump ran for president three times, actually. The first in 2000, second in 2016, the third in two- 2020. And it'll be the fourth time if he runs in 2024. If he uses the stolen election, blah, 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 that kind of narrative in 2024. The Republicans will guarantee to lose again in 2024. So overall, the GOP, the Trumpist part that is Trumpian, that is, got to stop using the term stolen election. Because that's not giving themselves a good look. And it will turn off voters again for sure. Mark my words. And as for the... One last thing, if the Republicans nominate President Trump, former President Trump, if he attempts a Grover Cleveland move, well, the suburban voters who turned their back on Trump, who voted Republican in every ballot except for president, in which they went for Biden, they are likely regretting voting for Biden due to inflation, due to high prices in gas, and and just any everyday things in stores. They're It's not guaranteed that they're going to return to flock back to Trump. To vote for Trump again. Who knows. Maybe they will not vote for Trump. Not vote for Biden. Vote third party or whatever. Maybe not vote for either of them. That's the thing. Or Democrat that is. Because who knows if President Biden will run for re-election. So anyway. The suburban, suburban voters. Are a key demographic. To win over. If the Republicans were to um, win back to White House in 24. And not just suburban voters, but independent voters as well. So overall, regardless of who uh, the Republicans nominate in 2024, whether it be former President Trump or Governor DeSantis, Republicans have to get their messaging right. Mark my words. So there we have it folks that's the current trend so far for the 2024 election now we will keep monitoring as this progress Th- trust me three years will come by quick and uh, president biden's first term and who knows if he's gonna run for a second term or vice president harris tries to run we, we shall see regardless we will monitor uh both parties, the Democrat primary and the Republican primary. And uh, 2024 is already starting technically. But first, we got to pass a checkpoint. And that checkpoint is the 2022 midterm elections. So, thanks for listening, y'all. Join me next week as uh, I talk with expert analyst AJ about President Biden and his handling with Russian uh, our our uh, diplomacy, our relations with Russia, with uh, his meeting, his President Biden's meeting with uh, Russian President Putin, and we will discuss specifically the Nord two pipeline, Nord two stream pipeline, I believe, that's what it's called, and we so it's an environmental episode. Join me next week for that. And the week after that will be about Independence Day with co host Bradley again. So, anyway, I'll see y'all next week. Take care. We, the people of the United States, to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, reestablish the meaning of the Constitution.